Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, August 31st. S&P futures are rallying about 12 points. That is about 34 basis points. The major European indices are rallying 60 to 90 basis points. Autos are the best performer up about a percent and a half. Nothing is really trading in the red in Europe. Um, it's pretty broad strength. Uh, keep in mind, London is closed today, so it's relatively quiet in Europe. In Asia, Japan outperformed and most of the other markets finished in the red. So not a ton to go through, but a few items of note. I think uh, U.S. politics definitely dominated uh, the American media over the weekend. So you have seen an evolution in the race, not necessarily because of the conventions. But, um, you know, I think that back before COVID, Trump was seen as being inevitable as far as being reelected in November. That shifted dramatically um, in June and July, where Biden pulled ahead with massive uh, poll leads, both nationally and in the battleground states. And Biden was thought to be inevitable. Um, that has now evolved again, and now it's very tight. So Biden's national poll lead is still relatively high at about seven points, but his battleground poll lead is down below three points, so well within the margin of error. And that's um, you know that's cut more than in half in just the last few weeks. The weekend was dominated by a lot of these law and order type headlines and themes, which most assume play to Trump's advantage. Um, which is one of the reasons why the polls have tightened, as well as, you know, you have seen COVID cases descend from their peak. You have seen, obviously, stocks continue to rally um, and economic numbers have been relatively healthy as well, continuing to signal a recovery. So all that plays into Trump's favor, um, which is why you've seen a tightening in the race. So, you know, definitely a lot more uncertainty now, I think, as we move forward and markets care not just as much about the Senate outcome as they do about the White House. Um, you know, remember, I think uh, you have Biden and with the risk of increased taxes and you have Trump with the risk of, you know, escalating trade tensions in a second term. So if you could get Biden plus a Senate uh, controlled by the Republicans, which could mitigate the tax risk, that could be the ideal outcome. Um, but again, there's, you know, certainly a lot more political uncertainty now as we move forward. The fiscal U.S. fiscal stimulus negotiations seem to be on hold until after Labor Day. Keep in mind, there is still this budget deadline for the entire government that comes up on um, October 1st. You're likely to kind of just get a continuing resolution, which just keeps all spending frozen at current levels for a few months to get that after the election. Um, you know, again, I continue to think that if things stay on the present course of economic data continuing to signal a recovery, strong stocks, um, et cetera, that the odds of a pre-election stimulus deal uh, on the fiscal front just kind of continue to fade. Um, monetary policy obviously remains very much in focus. You had the big Fed shift last Thursday morning now with the average inflation target and the de-emphasis on um, unemployment. That is just one half of the announcement though. So now markets are looking for clarity as to how the Fed is going to enforce that rhetorical shift. Um, and that is still kind of a big question mark. Clarita will be speaking today. That's the Fed vice chair. Um, he'll probably not provide a lot of uh, clarity you had a lot of Fed officials speak after Powell um, spoke last Thursday morning, and none of them really kind of gave a lot of um, precision as far as what the new reaction function will be, if there is a new reaction function, how the Fed specifically intends to kind of enforce this new uh, inflation dynamic, if it intends to even come out with a specific policy enforcement or just continue to say, um, you know, just continue to leave uh, the, the, the policy enforcement more verbal than actual, um, you know, actual in terms of increased quantitative easing. Nevertheless, September 16th, which is the next Fed meeting, is thought to be a very important event, very important meeting where the Fed will start to fill in some of the blanks as far as this enforcement component um, that would that would uh, complement the rhetorical change. 
Um, so that's obviously coming up. And if the Fed were to do another round of accommodation in some form on September 16th, that just takes even more pressure off Congress to act before the election. So that is the fiscal monetary dynamics um, in the world. Um, and I just went over politics. Biden will be speaking today in Pennsylvania, addressing law and order. And then Trump is due to travel to Wisconsin tomorrow, um, even though the governor is asking him to stay away. The White House says he will still move forward with that trip. On the economic front, you had China's um, PMIs for August were out overnight. The services number was very strong, um, rising nicely. The manufacturing undershot the street by a tiny bit, not really all that dramatic, um, essentially in line more than anything else. So healthy numbers out of China on the economic front. Mainland Chinese stocks did come for sale, so it didn't really um, provide much impetus for that market. Japan outperformed in part because Buffett overnight disclosed um, stakes in five of the major Japanese trading houses. So a lot of the you know giant import export companies um, worth about $6 billion. So that helped Japan to outperform the rest of Asia. Nothing um, all that exciting in, in terms of Europe-specific news. You did have a couple of vaccine announcements. So the FDA, the head of the FDA made remarks um, over the weekend, just talking about how it is possible for the FDA to issue um, an EUA emergency youth use authorization for a vaccine before the full and final phase three trial data um, hits. So I think that's kind of the assumption at this point in time is that you will get an EUA from the FDA probably before the election, um, you know, just given some of the more controversial actions the FDA has done um, ostensibly under political pressure. You know, I don't think the EUA necessarily, though, is is going to convince markets. I think the markets will really be watching the underlying data on, on these phase three trials. Um, and then the CDC, which is kind of provides a separate stamp of approval um, on a vaccine. There's kind of the separate CDC process, which is thought to be a lot more politically independent um, and objective. That I think is going to be much more important than whether or not the FDA gives uh, emergency use authorization for one of these vaccines. Um, but that could be coming at any moment. You have now the, the Pfizer, Moderna, and the Astra Oxford candidates are all in phase three trials. Some of the data from those trials could start to hit as soon as the end of September um, and definitely by October, which means the FD, you could get that EUA decision um, you know, probably just a couple of weeks before the election. But that, I think, is in the back of people's minds, too, that that headline um, is kind of on the horizon. So that is most of the major news for this morning. Um, nothing else too important. And then for the calendar today, like I said before, Clarita will be speaking this morning from the Fed. Biden will be addressing law and order topics. Uh, Zoom media after the close is probably the only major earnings report. This week in general is one of the slowest of the year. So I would imagine that you are going to see that. I don't see why this year will be any different um, as far as attendance on liquidity. Just very quiet. Not a ton in terms of the overall week as far as major catalysts other than perhaps the jobs report on Friday which is at this point in time scheduled to be, um, the street is estimating a relatively healthy report. So that is most of everything for today. Um, I have a lot of pieces out in terms of the latest bull and bear conversation with my views on the market. Um, and then a calendar for this week, all the major events with thorough previews, and then also a calendar of post-Labor Day uh, catalysts that people will be watching. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.